welcome back to What's On Your Face. We're doing a fun little mini episode today. I'm Shade. I'm MJ. And welcome to our podcast. Today we're doing a fun mini episode on the very elusive and thing, something that everybody's so curious about, black hair, which is something that I have growing from my scalp. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know, I know that there's a lot of, the world is getting smaller and people are wanting to travel more and they're wanting to live abroad. So, you know, as a black woman who has lived in Asia for almost 10 years, I'm just kind of giving a bit of my experience and the things that you should look for and try to do if you're thinking about moving to Asia, Asia specifically, um, if you move to a place like Europe, there's tons of Africans in Europe who can like figure your hair out, whether it's braids or weaves or whatever. Um, but Asia is very, it's quite niche and it's, it would be very, very challenging probably to find somebody that can do your hair. So, I mean, I'm going to like put you on the spot, MJ, but like, what do you think of my hair? <laughs> right now it's pink. <laughs> Yeah, it's half pink, half silver. I love your hair. But I'm going to be honest, I didn't know, like, what went into caring for black hair, you know? Like, you know, sometimes he would come up and I'd be like, oh, I love the change of your hair. But, you know, I didn't necessarily understand, like, why it had to change or, like, why one day it was, you know, like, long hair and the, and the next day it was a braid. So when we kind of spoke about this, I thought it'd be really interesting to go into, like, a like a— deep dive or, or a deeper dive onto the topic. Yeah. So black hair is like, it's very complicated because there's a lot of different ways that you can really choose to like deal with your hair. Um, and I say deal with your hair because as a black woman, it's very challenging um, for some people with your natural like textured hair. My natural texture hair is very, very kinky and like, it's like super tight coils. It's very, very kinky. Um, Can I ask, like, what's the spectrum of black hair, like in terms of texture or in terms of... There's levels. There's yeah. levels. So like my, there's like, and there's actual codes. There's like, um, there's B to C, right? So there's like 2B, there's 3B, there's 4B, there's like 1C, there's 2C, there's 3C, there's 4C. So the 1B is going to be probably like almost flat, like very, like no curls of any, right? Um, and then it just kind of progressively gets more and more curlier. I am a 4C, meaning that I have like the tightest curls that like, it's very, very tight. It's very, very kinky. It's very hard to get a comb through it. So is curls the same thing as coils? Yes. Okay. Or I guess it kind of becomes a coil because it's so like, it's wound so tight. Wow. So like my daughter who, so my husband's Japanese American um, and I'm, you know, black. Um, my daughter is probably like, I want to say she's like a three, like a three B. So she has like 
curls, but it's not like, it's not like super, super tight. And I actually haven't done, um, there's this thing called um, porosity, hair porosity, where you find out like how your oh, hair- like pores in your hair. Yes. Oh, you basically yes. find out how your hair takes in water. And like, there's like this thing you can do where you like put your, like a piece of your hair strand in a cup of water. And if it like sinks and it has low porosity and if it floats, it has high porosity. Oh. Yeah. So I actually haven't done any type of hair tests on her yet because like we're in Asia and it's a bit harder for me like to find like a proper like black beautician Mm. to look at her hair um but yeah so hair is just it's very challenging and when you already look different and then you're already in this place where everybody is wanting to like I have people reach out to me with their hand like they're asking to touch my hair but their hand's already out Oh, no. Looking yeah. to touch, like, no, no, no. all the time. I've had, like, people in bathrooms who have, like, come straight from the bathroom and they have their hand, like, oh, I love your hair. I want to touch. And I'm just like, yeah, you I feel just like- finished taking, I don't know what you were doing in there, and then you're, like, coming at me. No, but I think hands. we need to put out, like, a quick PSA to anybody who's listening. It's like, don't ask to yeah. touch the hair. It's weird. It's honestly, it's such a weird thing to go to somebody and be like, can I touch your hair? It's really, Mm. really weird. And like, I've had like acquaintances, like try to like slyly touch my hair, like in like social settings. And then I'll hear them be like, oh my God, I touched it. And I'm just like, oh, that is so uncool. That's so weird. You're so like, people are so weird about it. So I think with, with black hair, it just becomes like you're an, I don't wear my natural hair because I know for a fact that if I was walking around with a fro, people would definitely try to touch it. And it's even more invasive because it's like my hair without having like any braids or wigs or weaves or anything on it. Like you're touching my, like my hair that's like mine. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's something that is like, it's, I don't know. It's very like, a, it's like almost like a closeted double life that a lot of black girls live. But I feel like, you know, part of why it's labeled, uh, I hate this word exotic mm. is because people don't understand it or they're where, you know, like they weren't exposed to it. Like, you know, the care that it needs to have the special attention. Yeah. And I feel like now that with, especially with the rise of all these, you know, black hair brands, you know, mm. it'll raise more awareness and then it won't be labeled as, Ooh, can I touch that? It looks exotic. Yeah. Okay. So can I, can I ask like when you were little, what was like the hair care routine that your mom to you? (laughs) So when I was little, it was very much, my mom used to do what's called like the pineapple braids, where it's basically from like all around your scalp. My mom would cornrow my hair like in single cornrows all the way up to the top. So all of the cornrows from the, from the nape of my neck to like the top of, um, like the top of my forehead, everything would go up and then she would just tie it like at the top and it would just look like I had cornrows going upwards to my head. So it was called like the pineapple. And then she would just put like a cute little, like a little hair, a little hair bow on it. And that was kind of my look. Um, I remember, so then that was my hair being natural. Mm. I remember there being this huge thing when I was a kid where everybody was talking about relaxing their hair or perming their hair. And there's a company, um, for, I think it's, I think it's uh, part of Dark and Lovely, um, that made perms, but for kids. And it was basically like relaxers that were for adults, but were like not as strong. Um, so relaxers are, it's basically a chemical relaxer and it chemically straightens your hair. The process of doing that, it burns you, you, like you're burning your hair, you're burning your scalp. Yeah. It's hot. Like I, I, even as an adult, when I would do it, you're sitting in the chair 
And as they're like putting like, you, you know, they put like, um, like pretty much Vaseline around your edges and they're like, all right, I'm going to start going. And then like, and they have to move quickly because if they don't move fast enough to get it all over your head, then it starts to burn. And then they have to wash. And if it's burning too much, they have to wash it out. Cause if it's burning too much, it will leave a scab on your scalp. <gasps> So you're just sitting there and it's like you're, you're if you have a good beautician, mind you, anybody who's like going to a salon and getting their hair relaxed, make sure you're going to a seasoned beautician because mm. you could really, really hurt yourself. How um, old were you when you had this done? I begged my mom to give me a relaxer and she was like, absolutely not. Like, cause it's, you put, it's, it, it's not, it's, it's almost, I would almost say that it's the same as like a kid, not, not a tattoo because it's getting not, it's a double actually, process. Actually, it's like getting a tattoo because once you get a tattoo, it's permanent. And once you relax your hair, that's it. Like your hair, like until it grows back out and, and it has to grow back out. And a lot of people, when they relax their hair, they like, if they want to start fresh, they call it the big chop where they just chop all their hair off and they start fresh. Mm. So it's not as permanent as a tattoo, but it's pretty like you're you're permanently damaging your hair in a sense, and in order if you want it to go back to its natural state, you gotta shave it all off. Mm. So my mom was like, no, no, no. Um, we did. She did press like she did pressing curls, which is basically you take. All of this sounds so crazy when I when I say it out loud now as an adult, but it's just again the process of black hair. Um, you take basically a, like a hot comb, an iron comb. You can either, they either come with little ovens or you can put it directly on the stove. You turn the stove on, you heat it up. And once it gets hot enough, you basically like repress it into your hair and you have to like go very, very carefully because you can burn like someone's scalp or wherever. And you just basically straighten their hair that way, but with, with basically heat, like a strong amount of heat. Like a straightener, but in a comb. Like a straightener, but in a comb. <clears throat> so it's like, if you ever hear the term like, you know, kitchen perms or like kitchen, like you get your hair done in the kitchen, like that's like a, like a lot of little black girls experience like sitting in their kitchen with their mom, you know, with a, a hot comb on the stove, pressing their hair. So that's an option. The, but the thing about pressing your hair is that with heat, it like, it only lasts for so long. So if your hair looks straight after a press, which it will, which is you feel great, you go outside. If you're a kid, you're running, you're sweating, that sweat. And with the texture of your hair, it's going to soak up that water. And mm. then what you had that was straight, it's now just going to go back to kinky, kinky, kinky. Right. So you just can't, you know, it's like kind of like getting a chemical treatment now. It's like you don't work out. You don't exactly. go, you don't get your hair wet, you know, don't sweat. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But this is things that you learn as like maybe a 10 or like younger than that. So my mom, I begged her to give me a perm. She never did. I got my first perm when I was 16 and I was going to my prom and I got, yeah, and I permed my hair and it burned. And my mom was just like the whole time. She was like, I told you, I told you. I told you. <laughs> and, you know, I had a great, I had a great stylist. She's still like the person that I go to anytime I go home. She's like incredible. Um, but she was like, she relaxed my hair and she was like, are you like ready to do this? And I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, then you have to maintain it because if you don't take care of, you know, your hair properly after you've relaxed it and by taking care of it properly, that means, you know, conditioning it properly, um, putting oils or like hair grease in your hair to like keep it moisturized, wrapping your hair at night. Like, I don't know any black girl that doesn't have a silk wrap 
that like she wraps her hair with every, every night. It's that you just, sleep with. I, I sleep with every mm-hmm. night. It's just like, I think after like when I met my husband, like after our second night of like spending the night, I was just like, look, bro, like I need to bring my head wrap. I can't spend the night here and not wrap my hair. Did you spend the first night and not wrap your hair? Yeah, I, you know, because you try to be, you try to keep it cute and be like, oh, it's fine. I'm just. And what were the repercussions? And you're just, your hair looks wild in the morning and you're just like trying to like keep it. And you're just like, oh God, I need to just go. So I did it for two nights. And then I was just like, you know, I need to. And luckily my husband, who's like from Kansas City, was just like, yep. I was actually waiting for you to ask me when you were going to bring your head wrap home. And I was like, oh, oh he knew. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, he grew up around a lot of black people. So he's, like, aware of, like, the situation. Um, so, yeah, you have to take care of your relaxed hair. Because if you don't, then your hair starts to break. So what can happen is, is that if you relax your hair and you don't take care of it, all of your hair could fall out. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so what's your favorite silk wrap? My favorite, you know what? That my favorite silk wrap are things that I get from like the beauty supply store in the hood, from like where I'm from. Like that's like like I'm being honest with you. Every like every black and brown neighborhood has a beauty supply store, and it is just a place where you like black women go and they can go looking normally crazy because they're like in between getting their hair done. And you just go, you get, you know, your packs of hair, you go and you get your relaxer, you go and you get your, you know, your conditioner. And yeah, it's, you can also get hair wraps. So I have a silk wrap that I've had for, I don't know how long. I have two silk wraps and I just put them on. Now, other things that I do now are um, brands like Slip Silk. Mm. Um, who they make pillowcases and they make hair ties. I use their products, um, you know, for my pillowcase. I use their hair ties. But I remember meeting with the founder and her being, and her looking at me like while her her team was presenting and she was looking at me and everybody was just like, wow, silk pillowcases, that's just so cool and different. And she was looking at me and she was like, you're familiar with this, aren't you? And I was oh. like, I sure am. I appreciate you knowing that I know this. And she was like, she was like, yeah, this is something that within the black community, it's very well known that everybody either has a silk pillowcase or you wear silk on your head before you go to bed at night. It's mm. so so the the silk thing is like, while it's quite cool and I think it's like new and a lot of people are like, oh, the skincare benefits. Like black folks have been like, um, I've had a silk pillowcase since I was 12. Ooh, maybe that's part of the secret. <laughs> maybe, yeah, you gotta start you gotta start them young. Um, so yeah, it's the black hair is very, it's it's very complicated. There's I think anybody that you talk, any black girl that you talk to that has, you know, very kinky, coily hair will have a story to tell you about her hair that you just don't really share with people because the mean the mainstream media just tells you that your hair flows and it's just like ah and it's just silky mm. and soft and when you never see that as a kid you never see yourself as a kid you always just see you know these people with like long flowing hair mm. and your hair is like you know nappy and tough and it's like painful on Sundays because that's when your mom does your hair for the week like it kind of beats you down a bit and then it also doesn't help when, you know, this, which is a whole other topic, when you have, you know, black men who are like, you know, only, and it's so funny because you said your hair is exotic and that I've never actually heard anybody refer to black women's hair as exotic. I have heard black men refer to 
like Mexican women or Asian women as like, ooh, they're exotic because they have mm. their hair and da, 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 da. So it's so interesting that you use that term, but it's, um, it's very, it's very hard when you don't ever see yourself and the people who also look like you, you know, black men tend to like put you down for the way that your hair looks and the texture of it. And it's not all black men, mind you, because there's a lot of black men out there who just love themselves, you know, a black woman and all of her and everything that she brings to the table. But it is it is challenging. So, you know, ways that you try to like get around it is you, you know, if you're not, if you don't want to deal with your hair being out, um, especially for me being in Asia, I do what's called protective styling. So protective styling means that my hair is in its natural state, but I am not having to wake up every morning and like comb through it or like put treatments on it or do anything with it. I can just wake up and go. So protective styles are going to be one, braids, which is what I have in right now, or two, two weaves, which is basically where they cornrow your hair down and they sew in basically tracks or like weave tracks. Mm -hmm. And then the third option are wigs, which wigs are becoming more and more popular. Um, I've seen and like a lot of like younger, like black girls that I've seen in Asia, they're just like, yeah, I don't like, I just do the wig because. No, wigs are getting really popular. Wigs are super popular. Like there's that company, insert name here. I mean, I feel like with, again, back to the Kardashians, you mm. know, Gigi Hadid, it's like now wigs are becoming part of, you know, normal life. Yeah, they definitely are. And, and that, hair extensions as well. Hair extensions are definitely, it's all becoming much more popular, but I think, <clears throat> which I think is great, but I also think within beauty, it's it like it's very circular because you have a lot of black women who have been doing it for years and mm -hmm. they were just getting shit on for you know not being real and da 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 and then you have people like the Kardashians who are like wearing wigs left, right, and center, and everyone's like, "Yes, queen, yes, like." Mm, yeah. And so it's just like so when I was doing it, I remember there was an article with Kendall Jenner and she had like three cornrows on the side of her head. Oh no. And I can't remember if it was like Marie Claire or Vogue, but it was one of those like women's fashion beauty magazines that was like, this iconic look, Kendall Jenner is a queen. Look, she has cornrows. And I remember a lot of people were just like, are you Yeah, me? no, 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 no. And Kendall Jenner's known for the one to be like, the one Kardashian sister who doesn't make the best decisions. <laughs> her Pepsi commercial. Pepsi commercial, <laughs> her tequila company. Yeah. You know, I feel like Kendall's caught it pretty tough. Slightly tone deaf. Just her, a little her, bit. Her team is not as A-game as, you know, some of the other sisters. Yeah. I'm just putting that out there, Chris, if you're listening. <laughs> if Chris is listening, we already have the money. The money's already here. If it gets to Chris, which I highly doubt it will. <laughs> The money's here if she's listening. Um, so, I mean, it's it, it it's challenging. So the ways that I kind of do it again for me, it's protective styling. Um, and it just makes it so that I don't have to like deal with my hair. It's also challenging because you have to be really careful about it because you can like lose your edges. I, you know, you, you have people like Naomi Campbell who you see pictures of her. Yes. Where she, you can lose your edges, but I think she lost her edges probably from bad weaves. But, okay, so how, how, how do you lose it? 
lose you're, your edges. You're pulling on your hair. Right. When you when you put braids in, um, it's always important to tell your stylist it's too tight or, you know, like you're doing it too tight. Because if, if it's too tight and it hurts for like two days after, which sometimes with braids it can, they've pulled out your hair. Right. So so it's like losing that hairline. Yes. The hair there. So your hairline is essentially receding until. Pretty much. Yeah. Naomi Campbell. So like you just have to be really careful. And you always, and you have to sometimes give your hair a break. For me, I gave, like I had been very like anti-wig and I was doing only like braids and weaves and like that was just kind of where I lived and then COVID and I was just like I don't want to be that close to my stylist mind you Singapore there are two people that do hair on this island there are two that I know of and I've been here for a very long time and I'm like pretty well connected with a lot of like the black communities in in Singapore. There's like maybe one that's like more African and then there's one that's like pretty much black Americans. And I'm pretty connected to both of them. Um, and there's only two people that I know of that do braids on this island. Right. So it's very, very like, and they're both very busy because there's not a whole lot of people mm. doing, uh, doing hair. Um, and you just have to just be <clears throat> really just careful with, you know, how tight it is. And you have to just tell them like, it's too tight or whatever. Um, but during COVID, sorry, I just lost my, my train of thought, but during COVID, I didn't want to be too close to, too your close stylist, to my yeah. stylist. That's right. I didn't want to be close to her just because I, you never know what's going on. And so I was like, what am I going to do about my hair? And at that point in time, I had a weave in, I got my, I got a weave done like in February. And I was just like, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. COVID will blow over. And then like March came and I don't like to keep my hair in for very long. I'm very particular about my hair and my braids. I don't like keeping them in for longer than like four to six weeks. And then I'm like, change it out. Like I don't like my hair looking like tired or rough. So I was in a predicament because we couldn't leave the house. And legally in Singapore, you just weren't allowed to like be out of your house unless you were doing like essential whatever. So I bought a wig. I bought my first wig and I was terrified to do it. Wow. And Jeff was just like, he was just, a, Jeff has always been a, why don't you just wear your hair natural? I don't really care. Like I, and Jeff, it's like low key creepy, but he's also my husband. So it's not that creepy, but he's always, anytime I have my hair out, he's just like, his hands are just like in my scalp and he's just like, yeah just don't, don't do it. And then I'm like, as I'm going to get my hair done, he's like, no, just leave it. Just leave it. And he's just like, wants me to leave my hair. And I'm like, no, I'm doing it. And I really do it for myself, not necessarily yeah. for anybody else. But he, or, but um, yeah, he was like, oh, you're going to get it. And so when it came, I just, I didn't really know what to do. And like, I had to like, like cut the lace and like, there's like a whole process wow. to putting a wig on. I had to get a wig cap. Yeah. And it was very, um, it was just like, it was weird, but I did, I wore wigs for like maybe five months. Mm. And it was like, I remember being like, this is a game changer. And I totally get why people oh. wear wigs because it's so easy. And like your hair really takes, like gets rest. Like it's resting. It's not um, being braided. It's not being weaved. It's not being relaxed. It's just your hair living in its natural state. Where did you get the wig? AliExpress. <gasps> Really? Yeah, AliExpress has loads of wigs. Is there like a black hair care section on AliExpress? No, everything just comes out of China because like they're just they're just selling to whoever. 
So you can like, AliExpress is, I think it's just something that people don't actually think about, but it's like such a good resource. It's, it's part of Alibaba. It's part of Alibaba. Right. And, you know, I know, you know, sustainability and like, you know, China's gray because everybody, it's the world's factory. But I mean, I, yeah, AliExpress, I'm like a huge, like they send me emails being like, we love the that year, we love your how many, many years of you buying from us? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm a loyal AliExpress customer. <laughs> I think customer. you're an early adopter of AliExpress. Am I? I? I think so because I've been on Alibaba and I know that's where you go to like source for things if you want to, you know, put any product out there, if you want to make like t-shirts or whatever. Mm. Um, but AliExpress, it's in English, yes. right? Right. But isn't it mostly other wholesalers? It's a lot of wholesalers. Right. But you can get literally anything on there, any and everything that you like, think of it, you can get it. And I, what I think this that, episode was brought to you by AliExpress. Um, <laughs> no, it wasn't, but AliExpress, I mean, pay you us. want to. Yeah. Yeah. Why we're, <laughs> I love you. Love me back. Exactly. I get so many like white and like black polyurethane packages to my house from AliExpress all the time. I'm a part of the problem, but I, I'm that okay with it. That is problematic. But. I know, but it's just like, I have everything. And I, I, know. Get, I get pajamas for Saya for like $3. And they're That's cute, good. cute pajamas too. Yeah. And then I look for those same pajamas on our good friend, Amazon, Jeff Bezos. Have you tried Shane, Shine, Shane? She in. She in. Girl, I don't even want to she talk about in. it. She in. She in. She out. <laughs> AliEx- or, um, Amazon has the same stuff you see on AliExpress, and they're up here selling it for like, th- these pajamas I bought for my daughter, they were like $24 on um, on yeah, Amazon. It, it's like a slightly better product image. It's like a, you know, well-written description. I don't give a shit about that. Well, s- some people do. <laughs> I don't. You know. Exactly. So um, you have the good deals on. And AliExpress, $3.00. And 84 cents. And everything on AliExpress is like really weird with like the way that they round it up, which makes me think that it's probably like one, is it one, one, one? Or is it, how do you yen. say it? One yen. Renmin B. One, yes, one Renmin B. And then with like the conversion into Singapore dollars, it ends up being like $3.84. All of the numbers are a bit weird on there. I don't care. And then it's like, and then <laughs> you're the sh- not there to do math. Yeah, I'm not here for math. And then it's like 30 cents to ship. And I'm like, perfect. Send me crazy. five. But how long does it take for them to ship to you? You can pay for an extra $2. You can get it in a day. I'm not kidding you. I just love how we've like digressed from like (laughs) to AliExpress. Because AliExpress, I think, plays a huge role. Like there's also that other conversation that about the black community and the Asian community and the beauty industry. Um, And that you have the Asian community and businesses that pretty much are selling and dealing to black women. And there's like, there's this whole very, I think, painful conversation about with that. Um, and you see, you saw a lot of it, A, with Black Lives Matter and B, with this, the whole stop AAP, I hate. Mm. So it very much like Asian people and black people very much cross into each other a lot more than we really talk about. And I think both sides are fighting the same the same issues. It's just that they both feel like they're on different sides of it, which mm-hmm. is a whole other thing. But I, I'm talking a lot about AliExpress because that's where a lot of, you can find a lot of black hair products. You can find a lot of uh, 
extensions. You can find weaves. You can find kankalong hair, which is the hair that you use to braid your hair with. You can find wigs. Yeah. So it's a lot it's of it. It's like very <clears throat> accessible, whereas some other like major retailers, you're depending on getting through, you know, Kathy from Merch to carry certain products exactly. to make it available at your like local Sephora or local Target or whatever. Alibaba is like, you know, here's all of our shit, you know, buy it. He- here it is. If you want to buy it, great. But here's everything. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. So it's like, I, I don't have a beauty supply store here. Mm-hmm. You know, like when I, when I go home, I always go to my beauty supply store, even if I don't need anything, but it's just because I like to just go and like see what new products there are for like my hair. And I, I'm always just buying things, right? Whenever I go to discover, I don't have that. So I just get my basics from AliExpress because they literally have everything. Okay. So it's, um, so yeah, I, I, I wore wigs back to my wig. I wore wigs for like a few months and it was great. I was pretty happy with it. And then I just got to a place where I was just like, you know what? Wigs slip if they're not installed properly. And I'm not out here trying to like have my wig slip. So what do you do? When your wig slips, you just have to pull it back down. It's very, there's no like, there's no, like you can, oops, you can do like this, like uh, like this really sticky, sticky hairspray that you can put around. Like you might see, I don't know if you follow Jackie Aina. She like in a lot of her like uh, no, beauty don't. videos mm-hmm. in a lot of her beauty videos on YouTube, she's doing her makeup while you'll see she has like her wig on and you'll see she has like a be- like a like, like a black oh, band, like a black band around right. her hair. That is basically holding her wig down so that it's more secure. So it holds it down here mm-hmm. and it just is like, and it's super tight and it just holds it there. So that basically when she takes it off, it'll look like it's one, it's coming from her scalp and two, it's not going to slip. So I don't have time to do that. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm the worst kind of wig wearer where I'm just like five minutes before the cab gets there. I'm like cap on, wig on, out the door. And then Jeff sometimes will just be like, your wig. And I'm just like, oh God. (laughs) Wig check. So after that, like, that, like COVID, I think was fine for the wigs. But then when I started going outside and like there was a few little wig slips, I was just like, you know what? I'm too vain. I need to just go back to braids or go back to weave. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. But I know that like my wig is always there, like as my handy dandy. Okay. My handy dandy wig. I want to ask you, what are your top products for your hair care? Top products for hair care. I love the Bread hair oil. Um, It's a brand called Bread. They have a hair oil that I'm obsessed with. I've seen them. They're really cool. Love, love, love. And then when we get down to like very like what I'm taking into the sh- like the shower with me when I'm doing like a deep conditioning or doing like a real wash day, um, there's a brand called Mazzoni that does a co-wash that I really, really like. And a co-wash for black girls is basically like a very, Conditioning very- wash. Yes, a yes. conditioning wash. And I have one. Oh, do you? Yeah, from Kristen S. Oh. It's called a cleansing co-wash. So I feel like- I don't know. I don't know who came first. Definitely not Kristen S because it's a new product launch. Uh, But yeah, co-wash is like basically a lot of like black girls use it because it helps to condition while you're cleansing your hair. Mm. So uh, the brand is called Mazzoni. Their co-wash is great. And then um, I love a bit of Carol's Daughter, which is like a really popular brand. I think Carol's Daughter, they got acquired by L'Oreal, if I'm not. Good for Carol's yeah, Daughter. Good for Carol's Daughter. And then old school with Shea Moisture. Like Shea Moisture mm. is so easy because they not only have just like stuff for like my hair, but they also have stuff for my daughter's hair. 
So, you know, I, and I have to like, you know, talk to my helper a lot, who's like amazing with my daughter, but she's like washes her hair every single day. And I have to be like, you can't yeah. wash her hair every day. Yeah. You have to like, we do washes once a week. And like, there's a lot of like, I'm teaching her a lot about like black hair. And she's yeah. just like, she kind of sees me taking my braids out, which is very like, it's very, I don't know how else to describe it outside of like, and I hope I'm not offending anybody, but like, a lot of the ways, like like in Muslim communities where like only people in your family see your hair, that's kind of how it is for me. Like the only people that see my hair are like my family, like my real hair are like my family and like my beautician. Mm. So like I remember when I was taking my hair out for the first time and my helper was in the house, I was just like, huh. <laughs> and she was just like, I'm what? naked. And I, yeah, and it was almost like, I'm naked. Get, get out of here. <laughs> Close your eyes, Marty. Yeah, and so like my husband, the first time I took my hair down in front of him, he was just like, I love it. And it was, it's very much like a, it's, I, the, that's the only other thing that I could like equate it to is the way that I know for a lot of like Muslim girls, like the only people that see their, the only person that sees their hair outside of their family is their husband, mm. you know, when they're in their home. And that's kind of how it is for, for me at least, where mm. I'm just like, I don't really share that with a lot of people. Um, so, you know, it's, it's like a whole kind of process with hair. So yeah, for me, it's for, you know, for Saya, I'm trying to like teach people, and my husband and my helper, like, how to deal with her hair and that, you know, you can't just comb it and you have to, like, hold it and, like, because her hair is a bit kinky but not as kinky as is mine. Is there a special brush? We do use special brushes. We use special combs. Just, like, bigger teeth combs. So we don't really use fine-tooth combs. We use combs with big, wide teeth so that it's not, like, because it can really hurt mm. your your hair if you're not careful. Um so yeah, it's uh, it's all a learning, and I'm still learning about my hair. I'm actually really am excited to go home, at, you know, when they let people out of Singapore, um, because I kind of just want to go to my beautician and like just have her take care of my hair and yeah, be and, pampered. Yeah, and be pampered because my my lady now is great, but she's just a braider. You know, that's all that she's a braider and a weaver. So there's a so difference. The, okay, tell. There are like beauticians who they know how to relax. They know how to take care of your hair. They know how to style, moisturize, um, condition. They really know how to like take care and help to grow your hair. Mm. And then there are weavers and braiders. And those are people who you sit in the chair, they'll blow you out a little bit and they'll not fully blow you out. They'll blow you out just so that your hair is easy enough to catch and braid. And, and that's all they know how to do. And then there's weavers who, some braiders and weavers are similar, um, but some people are better at weaving than they are at braids. So okay. a weaver is somebody who just knows how to do the cornrows really easy, and she knows how to lay your tracks properly. Okay. okay. So my, my lady back home, she's all three. She's a beautician. She's a weaver. She's right. a braider. Okay. Yeah. She's a unicorn. She's basically. a unicorn. She's like, I've literally been going to her since I was 16. Well, shout out to Erica. Shout out to I Erica. Hope, I hope, you know what? I'll tell her to listen. And I'll, she's like, <laughs> I'm like obsessed with her. Yeah. We'll drop links to your two people in Singapore. We'll drop a link to Erica and all the products you've mentioned. Yes, I will. And just to share my journey, but for all of the, the black girls who are like, I want to live in Bali. I want to, you know, go to Thailand. I want to work remotely. Um, as soon as you get in, try to find a community of other black women and they're guaranteed whatever Facebook group that is, there will be someone in there who mentions the one person on wherever you live that does braids. If you don't have that, um, I just suggest 
YouTube and learning how to cornrow your hair, learning how to, uh, you know, braid your hair if you can, learning about wigs or just going au naturel and just knowing that people are probably going to try to touch your hair and just just having to set your boundaries very Mm. early. Um, Or if you can't find someone send us a message and we'll try to help That's true. help you find someone. Yeah, I can definitely try to help you find someone because I, I have some contacts in, in Bangkok. I have contacts in Japan. Um, definitely have contacts in Singapore, but it's, it's, uh, it's tough out there, but you can make it. You can do it. <laughs> Thank you, Sade. Thank you. Thank you for listening to What's On Your Face. If you want to, follow us on our Instagram account, uh, what's on your face underscore and our Twitter, just what's on your face. Thank you. Bye, guys. Bye.